St. Dominic's Catholic Church in San Francisco presents a homily by Father James Moore on January 25, 2021, the third Sunday in Ordinary Time. Today's Gospel is taken from the Gospel according to Mark, proclaimed by Deacon Charles McNeil. From the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. They abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat along with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know if you're like me, brothers and sisters, but uh, there have been some funny memes going around the internet recently, and I just don't mean the one about the grumpy Bernie Sanders with those big knitted gloves. Um, this meme of somebody looking on one side and seeing a dumpster that's on fire, and that dumpster saying 2020, and the guy kind of scared, and then he looks and sees an even bigger dumpster on fire, and that says 2021. And we think, oh no, this year was supposed to be over with, and yet here we are. I don't know about you, I'm getting pretty tired of the whole thing. 
Now, people seem to be searching everywhere in the midst of the mess that we're in for signs of hope. What can be the signs of hope that we see to end all of this mess? Back in November, Time Magazine ran an article, front page article, talking about the great recent, saying that with the pandemic, we now have hopes of an economic reset, and be able to reset the world through economics. Then in December, the vaccine was rolled out, and our governor proclaimed, hope is here. Then this past month, people have expressed lots of hope in a new presidential administration. Now, just a little disclaimer, this is not going to be a political homily, don't worry. Nor is it going to be an anti-vax homily. I'm, I'm planning myself actually to take the vaccine if I can get it, if I can get to the sacraments for more people, I'll take it. But brothers and sisters, some of these things are good, but at the same time, there's only one great reset that ever happened. That happened over 2,000 years ago. Things like science, health, politics, economics, justice, those are all good things and we should work to make those good. At the same time, science cannot love you back. Politics cannot love you back. Those are all good things. But the great reset we as Christians talk about is the reset of love, which can love you back. Because love himself first loved us. Now in today's gospel, our Lord announces this great Christian reset. The kingdom of God is at hand. He says, repent and believe in the gospel. Now the Greek word for gospel is evangelion, which often we translate as good news, right? But this word that the gospel writers, St. Mark uses today, that our Lord uses, good news, evangelium, is the same word that Roman emperors used when they would ever announce something, because they themselves had declared themselves to be gods, to be deified. And they who these false gods were now proclaiming a new political order, political stability. Our Lord comes, though, proclaiming something much greater, a real evangelium, an evangelium which doesn't last for just a small part of time, but lasts forever. Jesus comes to restore the order of love. The Roman Empire sought to restore the political order. Jesus seeks to restore the cosmic order, relationship between creation and creator, lover and beloved. Of course, this reset ultimately comes through the cross and the power of the resurrection. With the cross, where the ultimate reset happens, where we are now able to get to heaven to become saints. So what does this mean for all of us? Well, we're called as well to proclaim this good news, the true reset, especially in the midst of our world, which is looking to other lesser goods all the time. Now, Jesus calls some people to go proclaim this today. The first apostles, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. But what do they do when he calls them? They follow him immediately. They leave their former way of life behind. They leave their nets and follow him. For us, we might hear God's call to do this as well, but it's not that easy. 
If I'm a faithful Catholic, if I preach truth, I might get canceled. You might. People might not listen to me. That's true, too. Father, everybody's forgotten about God. You're right. That's why we didn't talk all the more. We hear about another person today also called to proclaim truth and the good news, Jonah. And we hear just the end of the part of the reading today that Anne just read for us in the first reading about Jonah going to the pagan city of Nineveh and preaching repentance. What happens? The pagans listen. Everybody from the beasts of the field to the king put on sackcloth and repent in the eyes of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, we know, though, that Jonah did not respond immediately as the apostles did, right? You know the rest of the story, right? Our Lord said, go east to the great pagan city Nineveh and proclaim the good news. What did Jonah do? The opposite direction, right? Not just the opposite direction, but to the ends of the earth in the opposite direction. He went to a place called Tarshish, which is as far as you could go to the west. And we know what happens, right? The storm blows up and Jonah is greatly affected, and not just Jonah, but everybody with him. It's an important reminder to remember, we are not alone. Our sins affect not just us, but others as well. They affect others as well. Then, finally, Jonah repents, he goes to the pagan city, and he preaches. Brothers and sisters, all we have to do is walk outside, and we're in Nineveh. We are surrounded by Nineveh today. Those who have forgotten about God. Those who don't know about God. Those who have forgotten what the real reset was. Ultimately then, my brothers and sisters, even though the vaccine can do something good, it can't ultimately make me live forever. It also can't get me to heaven. So my ultimate hope then is not in a vaccine. It's not in some economic new world order. It's not in some political theory. It is not in Joe Biden, nor is it in Donald Trump. But my hope is in love himself. Love himself who became man and the power of the cross and resurrection. To close then today, just three quick practical steps on how we might be able to proclaim God in the midst of our pagan nation today. First of all, brothers and sisters, we ourselves need to repent of our sins. This is important, not just for the lay people, but also for priests, right? I mean, we've talked about this many times before, but Father Christopher, Father Isaiah, myself, Deacon Chuck, we all have to go to confession too, right? We can't just say, I absolve myself. I wish I could, right? Nope. I got to go to Father Isaiah Mary. In fact, we need to do that uh, later on today. Um, but we need to repent ourselves. And if you're too scared to go into the confessionals, which, by the way, have brand new fans and things, you can make an appointment with the priest, stand 20 feet outside, yell your sins to the priest if you need to. St. Damien of Molokai used to do this, right? He would wait for a, a ship to pull up at the leper colony, and he would yell up to the railing, is there a priest on board? And if there was, the priest would come to the railing, he would scream his confession up. Glad I don't have to do that. So number one, repent ourselves. Number two, study the Word of God. If you were going to give the good news, you need to know what's in this book. We need to know what's in this book. One of my New Year's resolutions has been to reread the Scriptures, and I'm doing it with the help of an app, uh, one, a podcast actually, The Bible in a Year by Father Mike Schmitz. And some good news here, 
That podcast, The Bible in a Year, has become the number one podcast in the United States. Not the number one podcast for religious podcasts, not the number one for Catholic podcasts, the number one podcast, period. People are hungry for truth, brothers and sisters. They're hungry for the word of God. So in order for us to give out the word, we must know it, and as Catholics, we need to know this better. Number three, as difficult as this might be, we need to foster community. We need to stick together with those who love God and know God and can support us in our faith. And we also need to do that prudently, of course. We don't want to spread too much virus, but at the same time, if only we use this device for our communication, there could be a depersonalization of the others. Maybe your small group is just your family, but come together, study, and pray. There is good news. Good news beyond anything that our worldly can offer. And it's good news that we must stick to in the midst of our dark world today. It's the story of love, the ultimate reset. And ultimately, God willing, it will help us become great saints. And apart from that, in the end, apart from getting to heaven and becoming a saint, nothing else much really matters. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.